0: Never seen a lame man walk, ever heard a dumb man talk Never seen a blind man see? I promise you a you just ain't. Never seen a canceled death, never seen all the poor get fed Never seen a prisoner set free, I promise you a change. it is time about that time it's on and percolating in the lab i don't know what i'm saying it's the big c bigger t podcast i'm your boy travis johnson joined by my best friend clint clark how you doing clint man it was good man you know you you saying
1: percolating i i you know On the scout team at Arkansas Tech, we were talking. I was talking about it, Vinny. Wait, you
0: played at Arkansas Tech?
1: I did. I don't know if I ever brought it up. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't play, but I hung out. But I was like, we should have made up. I was like, I was tinkering with a pass rush move, even though I played offense.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I was gonna call it the percolator.
0: Oh. We just sit there and bubble.
1: I don't. I was gonna turn it. It's gonna be like a reverse, like a back running backwards bull rush.
0: I'm I sure don't I know. It, worked awesome. it,
1: I never, it was just in theory. It was just You're an innovative, innovator. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, speaking of innovators,
0: this may uh, be the worst segue ever. Yeah. It is. We <laughs> <is. laughs> may ought to cut it out. <laughs> we'll just stop it right there. We'll just
1: stop <laughs> it right there. You know, that is the podcast, people. We're done. <laughs> That's it.
0: we done. Anyway, I have jumped the shark. <laughs> yeah let's just go into uh we have something serious to talk about uh that's why clint was transition there it was so bad um it was but i was like i was like innovator and like sure. kind of part of it flowed natural and
1: <laughs> other part of it was a terrible idea that never should have happened that's right it came out of my mouth so.
0: well we want we want to talk serious because this morning we got the word that officially mike leach did pass away and uh Clint, just tell me what what are you going to remember about Mike Leach? Or what, or what to you was what did what did you like about him? You know, both of us were fans of him. Yeah. First off, the man
1: won ten games at Washington State. Yeah, I mean, he, Washington State. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he, he's a heck of a football coach. It's going to be hard to um, it's going to be hard to picture. It's gonna miss his press conferences because oh, yeah. he'll have them press conferences. Like he'll he'll talk to football for two minutes and he'll talk NASA for thirty minutes. Yeah, space travel pirates. I spent one day. I literally got on YouTube and I just started watching Mike Leach press conference highlights. Yeah. Talking to their fat little girlfriends and. Yeah. <laughs> because we don't tell them what they want here like they're fat little girlfriends yeah uh, So yeah man it just he he he. college football was better we're having him in it um it really was you know i know he it didn't end the way he wanted it to at texas tech but if there's ever anybody that came back and when they got their second chance made it right it's michael leach yeah and um he went to two hard places to win, you know, and that's it. He never went anywhere where it was easy. Look at his
0: coaching career; he was at a lot of hard places to win. Yeah, Texas, he, Kentucky as a coordinator, or, or yeah, he got his start at some little old schools too. Well, of course, BYU is where he really learned a lot. But yeah, um, <clears throat> if you if you talk to me at all, it's not a lot of you know a lot of people that listen to this are my friends, so we've talked sports and stuff. And during the coaching search, when we got Pittman, I did not want Leach here, okay? I, mean, I didn't want him to be my coach. Not because I don't respect him and not because I don't think he's a great coach. I just didn't want – I didn't want somebody that – Um. it's going to be hard to recruit defensive players to your school because of the type of coach he is because he just – mainly offensive oriented. Yeah. Same reason I didn't particularly like Patrino. And there there was other reasons, but I mean, I thought you know, and we saw the, you know, anyway. That being said, but I love Mike Leach. Okay. Oh, I mean, and and I understand I know enough about offensive football and things like that to know what he has added to the game. Now, I'll never forget uh I was thinking about this the other day, When I first heard of Mike Leach was when I first went to college at OBU and I had some friends on the football team and I had two of the football. I was real close to then the offensive uh, coordinator and the, and then also the defensive line coach, but uh, David Sharp and Tom Murphy, I was, I was pretty close to them. David Sharp, um, I was close to his. He's the athletic director now and everything, but anyway, I just remember hearing those guys talking about Valdosta State and this guy Hal Mummy that was doing that. Their offense was just killer, that that was just blowing up the conference and OBU and everybody else was just having a hard time playing them. And now I think y'all played them at Tech after Mummy had left, but they were I, still I think, a solid team then.
1: Yeah, I think maybe my freshman year. Something maybe like, after that, you know, I can't remember. But I, mean, I think I, they were
0: there until, like '96 yeah, or something. It,
1: it, yeah, it would have been if it would have been, I wouldn't have been traveling. Nothing. I've never went to Valdosta anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah.
0: But anyway, and then <clears throat> then Mummy and him went up to Kentucky, and they got this quarterback named Tim Couch, and they were throwing. You know, they said Tim Couch, you're going to throw it 50 times a game, and that's what they did. They had an unbelievable offense. Well, then Leach went to Oklahoma, and then of course got the Texas Tech job. And all of a sudden, you start hearing about these Red Raiders and what they're doing. Okay, and you see them beating some people they shouldn't. And you see his offense, man, and you know he'd get out there and he had, he'd just have a little card. You know, I mean, he but he he looked like he was just hanging out, but he's calling this beautiful offense. And if you look at, you know, you got Cliff Kingsbury, you know, who's, you know, their Cardinals aren't doing that great right now, but still, you know, a guy that, you know, reputable, you know, you got a lot of guys that came from his, uh, you know, came from, from his lineage. But like you were talking about those press conferences, Clint, one thing I loved about him was it wasn't just about football to him even though that's what he did and he tried to do it the best he could. And he did so much for football, but he, he liked to talk about other things, you know, and he would, and a lot of people thought it was silly and things like that. But I think a lot of it, he was just an inquisitive person too. And I think he knew people got a kick out of him doing all that because the guy was a lawyer. He had a law degree, you know, and then he started, thinking, man, I could probably figure this football thing out. And then I saw a quote where he said, I just knew I had to try to be a football coach. And I didn't want to go through my life and say I didn't try. So he did. Now, another thing you're hearing about him, and I think it was someone from Arkansas said this about maybe Pittman or somebody. Uh, I don't know who it was, but I, I thought I heard some, but anyway, whoever it was said that whether he won or lost, he was the same guy. That he didn't treat the media any different. He didn't, you know, and, and that's refreshing. Yeah. Um, and so, um, and he had one of the best cameos in TV. He did. He had a cameo of Friday Night Lights. Friday Night Lights, remember? Yeah. You lost your inner pirate.
1: Yeah. Your
0: You're slinging pirate. your sword like this. Oh, God. You should be slinging your sword like this. You're slinging it like this. <laughs> Anyway. It made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and of course, coach is sitting there going, who is this guy? It was so funny. He's
1: generally confused. Yeah.
0: No. Man, it's serious. I just feel for, I mean, you know, he was 61. I lost my dad when my dad was 60. Um, You know, when we were younger, we thought 60 was old. That ain't very old.
1: No, it's really uh, not.
0: And, uh, you know, I think what well, I heard he'd been at a Christmas party earlier that day, uh, doing fine. You know, um, he's got wife and kids, and and then that football team. You know, they're going to play in their bowl game.
1: No, and they did say they go. Coach Leach would have been mad at us, mad at us if if we if we didn't play.
0: And where are they playing? Sure. At at Tampa, they're going to the Outback Bowl. They're playing in a stadium that's got a pirate ship. Yeah.
1: No, it's awesome. It's a fitting tribute. And I hope they don't have anybody. I I think by now we're probably done with the
0: opt-outs in the bowl game. Um, I think if they were going to have any opt-out, they'd want to stick around and play this one for a coach.
1: I'd want to stick, yeah. I mean, for sure. Um, And, man – and, you know, he he really adapted this year. You saw him adapt because, like, Arkansas went back. I mean, they kind of made that soft, de- you know, defense against him and just dared him to run the football and he wouldn't do it. And this year he's like, okay. Yeah.
0: That's right. He ran the ball a lot this year. He ran
1: the ball a lot. Ran the ball a lot more than he had. Um, and then Will Rogers still put up just crazy video game numbers in that offense still.
0: Yeah. Especially. He's going to be missed, man. He's going to yeah. be missed. And- And um, it's sad, but seriously praying for Mississippi state and his family and, and his former players, you know, you got the West Welkers and Zach Thomas and some of those guys out there that played for him back in the day, you know, um, that, you know, he, there's a lot of guys that Michael Crabtree, you know, he, he's had some good ones. So um, anyway, which just wanted to say that but I know everybody's kind of talking about that but uh anyway, Clint It's that time, man. It is. It is. We it's the end of the football season. Yep. It's coming gone. Coming gone.
1: A full That's 12 funny. a full 12 heart-wrenching games.
0: Yeah, and uh we got to give out our awards. Yes, what is it? The biggie awards? Well, the big, yeah, the the Biggie Awards, that's right.
1: Biggie, because we we were gonna call it the Biggins, and then we realized that was Al Bundy's magazine of choice.
0: Yes, right, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I remember last year, Gabe, after we did the Biggie Awards, he sent me a, a picture of Al Bundy holding the Biggins magazine. Yeah.
0: So yeah, yeah it, it could get inappropriate there. So, uh yeah. So we we keep awards. In. We're like the the supersized meal at at Wendy's, right? Right. Yeah. So the Biggie Awards and uh and so we you know we kind of predict, you know, I mean a lot of these are the same ones that most people would have, but uh some of them may be different, you know. Right. And, uh, and, and hey, you know what,
1: Wendy's, if you want to sue me over Biggie, go ahead. I'm, I'm feel, I don't feel ain't gonna feel like I made if I get a cease and desist.
0: I'm gonna go in a little different order than we got these on the list, okay? You you go right, hey, you go right ahead. Let's start off with a team award, kind of a team award. Clint, what, what do you say is the biggest win of the year?
1: I think, um, you know, we had – we won six. A lot, you know, there's a lot of disappointments and stuff. There
0: yeah, wasn't much to pick from on the biggest win.
1: Well, you know, but you did have some good wins. There were some good wins. I mean, Cincinnati was acting for the football team. And, uh, you know, and, I, and even – I'm picking the BYU game. You'd say BYU didn't quite have the year that you thought they would have. Yeah. But that being said, to go out to Provo, Utah, somewhere you've never been against the team you've never played, and BYU's story program to go out there and win, that was an incredible win.
0: Yeah. I think the only one you could argue with, maybe the little miss game. But I think in the BYU game, pretty much we put everything together. You know, that was the game where we saw what this team could be. Um, So, I agree with you there. Um, And since we're talking about that game, let's talk about what our play of the year is. Yeah, won't you go ahead and cover that one? Well, the play of the year was from that game, I think. Yeah. And it was uh, KJ's. Harry Houdini, Barry Sanders, whatever it was, Johnny Manziel bouncing off 20 people, throwing a
1: game. He should have been sacked at least four times.
0: Yeah. That was an unbelievable play. That was KJ just saying, I am not going down. This play is not over. I'm better than all y'all. Yeah. And you know what's
1: crazy is I look at this year and last year, because I couldn't remember what all the awards were, and so I went, and I, you know, I, look, I we'll share a note back and forth on, on iPhone, mm-hmm. and so I was like, last year was Hunter, I mean, Hayden Henry, his fourth and one stop yeah. against Texas where he just met the guy on the hole. I'm like, man, both plays, big game-changing plays yeah. uh, against or non-conference opponent or power yeah. Five, but just to, you know, and that was a big moment in the game because it was uh it was third down. We were up 24 21. The momentum was kind of like eh, you wanted to stay ahead. And and then it was just a huge play to keep a drive alive, and it was it wasn't a touchdown, but they gained about 30 yards off of it. And then KJ uttered the phrase, I lift weights.
0: Yeah, that's right. All right, next, um, we'll do the surprise of the year. What player surprised us the most? There And there's maybe a couple we can put on here, but I think this one, you picked this one. I think it's, I agreed with you. I think it's a good one.
1: Well, if you listen to a lot of talk radio, especially
0: early in experts, the
1: season. Experts. The experts, the the people, you know, well, they're like me and you, Travis. Yeah. Um, But they they know just as much as we do. But they love to call in and hate on number 17. Yeah. Randy, number 17 shouldn't be on the field. Randy, Randy, Randy,
0: 17.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, when Hudson Clark was out there because he was their best option at cornerback, Mm -hmm. they had some injuries at safety, and then Hudson Clark moves to safety. And uh, Hudson Clark is at least on by one service all SEC safety. Yeah, and he played great at safety. He made and some. He moves. was
0: he graded out week to week better than any of our D backs. Yeah, it's just everybody noticed. It's the it's the Ahmad Carroll factor. Yeah, Remember Batman Carroll. Oh yeah, people love to hate on Batman. He would get burnt, right? And yeah. so D backs get burnt. And it's obvious when they do. It's not always their fault, but it looks a lot worse sometimes because just the way the camera is. They're the last one chasing, and you think they're the one that messed up when it might have been, you know, someone else that messed up was supposed to help. But anyway, you know, Ahmad Carroll ended up going pro and having a pretty – First-round draft pick. And having a really good career, you know, or a decent career, you know. Um, So – I think Hudson Clark, people just, they don't understand a lot of times. I think he's, he's a lot better than what we give him credit for. Now, I will admit he's, I wish his tackling was better, but yeah. I could probably say that about half our defense. So, yeah. uh, you know, he, he, but the thing is he'll get there and he'll make plays. And so that's, um, and he gets in the right spot. All right. Now we, Next we have our step up awards. These are players that that we just saw step up and take uh take a position or take you know uh you know kind of take control of their own destiny out there on the field. On offense, I'll go ahead and do this one, Clint. Good you, you take it. I gotta go with our boy Luke Jones. Yeah, and you know, we had a different name down
1: and then when you suggested, I was like, man, you were so right.
0: I mean, the guy, they tried to give that left tackle position to everybody else. Yeah. And he stayed in there and fought for it and kept it. Now, look, in the last couple of games, did he struggle? Yeah. Our whole line struggled. Okay. Um, especially the last game, Luke, Luke had a tough time in that game, but you still got to give the man credit. He worked his tail off kept that position when they literally were trying to give it to anybody else. And he just said, no, it's mine. I'm going to keep it. No,
1: and he really did. And you could tell when we, cause we interviewed Luke Jones, terrific guest, loved having him on the podcast, but you could tell like he knew like, Hey, I had to earn this. I had to scratch, claw, fight because you like, cause I mean, it kept being like, if you tune, I know you remember a sports like, whether well, Luke Jones over there, but they think Crawford's going to beat him out. Well, they may put Limmer over there and move someone inside.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, they may try Trey Knox to left half. Well, I don't know.
0: One of the freshmen. Yeah.
1: Or the freshmen. You know, he's about to beat them guys out. And no, Luke Jones held all the position. And man, yeah, he struggled against Missouri. Um, But Dad Gummett, I don't know why. Why does Missouri and Mississippi State always seem to have five star defensive linemen? Yeah. Top round draft picks. It just the just they it. play
0: against us, anyway. Yeah. All right. So, give us our defensive step-up player.
1: Well, imagine, imagine running scout team wide receiver. And looking over and seeing so many injuries in the secondary. Going, hey, coach, I know I was a four-star wide receiver, and you know, but you know, I'll I'll go over and play the back. Help you out.
0: Yeah.
1: And then all of a sudden earning freshman all-conference, um, becoming a starter and a mainstay and someone that they look at to say, we can build the defense around this guy.
0: Yeah, Quincy you know, McAdoo.
1: Quincy McAdoo, yeah. I hadn't forgotten his name, by the way, Travis. I wasn't yeah. stalling. I was just taking a while to get it out. Yeah. But, no, I mean, has anyone ever stepped up? I mean, not that he – he stepped up. To when the coach said, hey, I'll play a different position than what I'm playing if you need me to.
0: Well, what was funny was they moved that Mbake, because he had been doing pretty good on special teams. They moved him over there first, because on the depth chart, he was below Quincy on the receiver depth chart. Yeah. And then Quincy's like, Coach, uh, you know, I played defense in high school too. I played both ways. So if you need me, you know. Let me try corner if it gets me on the field, and that's what he did. That's stepping up, and so uh, and like you said, he's going to be a cornerstone of this defense going forward. Yeah. I think.
1: Oh, he's one of them deals it. I mean, if you look at him and and a couple of other younger players, I mean, it's an attractive position for a uh, for a D coordinator, in my opinion.
0: Yep. Yeah. Now, here's a couple. You know, we got some newcomers. Okay, and nowadays you got to have. You got your regular newcomers and you got your transfer portal newcomers. So who would you say was our freshman of the year?
1: Man, you are gonna make me do this again, aren't you? <laughs> you gonna see if I
0: because I'm gonna see if you can say his name correctly. Rashard DeBinion. DeBinion. DeBinion, yeah, DeBinion. yeah. There you go.
1: No, uh, and, and we debated, of course, Quincy and all this, and and Quincy did get. You know, he got he got a Biggie award earlier um like more than a war ago but so we're talking about Dominion we're like okay he's been there all year and he got some valuable carries Um, no, he was able to get AJ Green and and Rocket Sanders here and get them some rest um so yeah i mean he was just a solid hand he was a yeah, solid hand running
0: back he blocked well caught the ball well out the backfield You got to like what the future holds for that young man. He's, he's got, he's got all the tools you need. And um, now transfers, this is where there was a long list and, you know, we could probably a lot of times we go with the guy that's not necessarily the obvious, but I think you got to go with the obvious.
1: You have to go obvious. That would be like voting for the 94 basketball MVP. And yeah. not voting for Corliss Williams and not to go yeah. Captain obvious on this one, we'd be doing the man a disservice. First
0: team All American, a uh, consensus. Yeah, that means that means in three major organizations picked him as first team All American. That's Drew Sanders who we're talking about, folks. Right, uh, Drew led the SEC in sacks. Right, I mean he. And we got him as a transfer from Alabama. So that tells other kids from Alabama's and Georgia's come to Arkansas, especially if you're not happy with the position they have you in. Cause they wanted him to be a hands down rusher. Yeah. And he knew. Well, I can see
1: why he was a phenomenal pass his, rusher.
0: He wanted his future to be as a linebacker. And so we let him come in and say, all right, you can play linebacker. And man, he just, man, had a year and a half. I mean, I wish we had another year with him. Um, I wish he was going to be around another year, but you know, uh, you just so, gotta be,
1: don't, don't be sad that it's over. Be, be happy. It happened.
0: Yeah. But no, it, like you said, it opened the door for other transfers to think, hey i can go to arkansas be yeah. a consensus all american improve my draft status you know they'll they'll do me good over there and so um thankful for him big time um offensive mvp
1: man you know rocket sanders finished second in the league in rushing if i'm not mistaken yeah um one of the frustrating things I think about Brows was that how few carries he got the second half of that ball game. But again, can I make a, a carry...
0: statement on that real quick? I know sure, what, what yeah. I wanted to go on, on this. I think we need to remember his lack of carries was probably not always browse's fault. I think sometimes it's KJ pulling it. KJ's the one who makes the decision on those. Yeah. He reads that those defensive linemen, whether it's you know what is whatever his call is on that play. A lot of times it's the end, but he'll or the tackle, whichever one he reads, and he makes the decision off of that on who gets the ball. So, it Brawls may have had a call thinking that they were going to give it to Rocket, and KJ reads it, not saying KJ's being. I'm not saying KJ's making bad decisions. Right. Yeah. I'm saying K.J. gets up there, and the way they're lined up, it's better for K.J. to either hand it off or throw it instead of Rocket getting it. Right.
1: Well, yeah. and they were stuffing it pretty good, so they probably – I obviously just
0: wanted to say that because I don't think I've said that on here yet. Oh, no, you're fine. In,
1: in oh, you're screen. fine. You just made me look – you made me look stupid on the podcast. After no, no, no,
0: no. gets a – I agree with you. I wish, he, I wish Rocket would have got the ball more.
1: Right. No, it, it it is what is and, and Brawls gets a bad route. Brawls is a good offensive coordinator.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he really is. But
0: I'm um But yeah, it's it, look, don't worry, y'all. We're about to give KJ an award too, so don't Yeah, y'all calm down. You make him yelling into your ear pods right calm now. Down. Hey, it's okay. Far. calm down. Calm
1: down. I'm joking, mom don't listen to the podcast. I can say whatever I want to about her, she'll never hear it. Yeah.
0: All right, defensive MVP. Um, we got to give that to Bumper, man.
1: Yeah, I give it to Bumper, man. Man out there playing on two bad hips, bad back.
0: Probably got turf toe and ingrown fingernail. And this may be a little bit of a career achievement award, but he, you know he ends, he ends the seat ends his career the leading tackler. You know, school history. Beats out, you know, Tony Bua. I mean, you got to, by far, defensive MVP. I mean, you can give it to some other guys, but, but I just, um, I, I really, I really like, you know, you got to say bumper.
1: Yeah. Are there two guys that better represent Arkansas football than Tony Bua and bumper pool? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's, that's the one, two on your list. And there but is not Grant like. Morgan. Grant Morgan. Uh, well, Grant Morgan, too, yeah. I'm not sure how high Grant is on the list. I mean, he only had really two solid seasons of playing a lot.
0: No, no, yeah. I'm not saying stat-wise. Yeah. I'm just saying if yeah. you – someone to represent Arkansas football.
1: Oh, no. But th- but them three, got to be close to the top
0: of the list. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then our – we're going to get to our personal favorites last. I'm saving that one. But the team MVP, the face of the franchise himself. Gotta be. Okay. KJ, Jefferson.
1: The season went how KJ went. Yeah. And I'm gonna say KJ, the only game that I feel like was bad that was his fault might have been the AM game, um, where he had slightly an off
0: game. I think he was hurting in that game. Yeah. And if you watch that game from the beginning, he was he was ducking tackles at the beginning, some and things like that. And that's not like KJ. Um no
1: KJ, but the season went as KJ went. When KJ was full goal, this team was full goal and it was good. Um, you know, we said at the beginning of the season that it was it would go as well as KJ made it go. Mm. And KJ played hurt, he played tough. But even KJ, not hundred percent, was by far our best option at quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And uh and he played like it. And I think you can get these transfer receivers looking in, you know you're gonna get to come in and play a season with KJ. Yeah.
0: It's
1: attractive.
0: Yeah. All right. So now
1: here we are. Your personal favorite. Big T, I'll go ahead and give me your personal favorite, then I'll give you mine. Cause I just flap my gums. Well Here's the deal
0: we're gonna we're gonna be unapologetically um we got to interview some players this year we did and one of the ones we got to interview made a uh I was just we were all really impressed with him and and he uh He didn't get quite the snaps that a lot of the other guys did. But I like to watch his position play a lot. And I saw good things every time this young man was out there. And that's Jordan Dominic. Yeah. (laughs) I, I really enjoyed watching him play because he does so much that doesn't fill the stat book. Okay. For one thing, his motor. He goes full out every play. Full out. If you watch him, go back and watch some of these games. And when number fourteen is in there, he does not stop. He does not stop moving. He does not stop rushing. You know, there are a lot of times defensive end will make contact with a deep with a tackle, and then they start peeping around, looking around. Jordan Dominic does not do that. No. Jordan Dominic goes hard after the ball every play he has great moves he's got great speed he plays with great leverage he does a good good job keeping contain on his side um i just was super impressed with him and then we got to interview him and he's a stand-up young man well-spoken yeah. i think jordan dominic is going to be one of the leaders of this team next year now that the media and everybody else has gotten to know him a little bit. He's, you know, he says he's coming back now. He's made that public. Uh, I've chatted with him a little bit. He wants to be a leader. He wants to be that guy that the that the team looks to, and I think he's gonna be. I think, yeah. I think he's gonna be one of the SEC leaders in the sacks again. You know, don't forget. I mean, Drew Sanders had a great year, but Jordan Dominic was right behind him on the sack list. You know, it was not far behind him. And so, uh, anyway, Jordan Dominic, I'm a homer. Jordan Dominic's my 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 personal favorite from this team this year.
1: All right, now my personal favorite, I'm not going to totally go um, based on why he was a guest on our podcast, even though we barely saw him. but I'm going Christopher Poop paul for sure, but not really because he's on the podcast, even though he was an incredible guest. I enjoyed talking to him, enjoyed getting to know him. Uh, but because of the way he played, yeah, it is a hard thing to come in behind Hayden Henry and Grant Morgan. Yeah. And then, so then you're teaming with Pool and Drew Sanders – and, man, did he step up. I mean, he yeah. stepped up. Um, you really notice, like, in the second half of that Missouri game, um, that that once they put him, they had him spying on the quarterback. The quarterback runs stopped. Yeah. Stopped. Yeah. But that being said, um, you know, not even that being said, I misspoke there, but – if you really look, you know he 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 did that a lot. They had him as the spy mm-hmm. a lot. And when they needed somebody main spy on the quarterback, it was it was Paul. Um, if he had been in and 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 Bumper was playing as hard as he could on that one scrambling against Alabama, we may be talking something totally different. A yeah. lot for a lot of the season, um, because I think he makes that tackle.
0: No, I, I'm excited. And, I'm not,
1: and I think I've said for him, not bad bumper, he was giving it everything he had. Yeah. And a healthy bumper probably makes that tackle.
0: No, I, I agree with you. I think it's been a long time since we've had a linebacker as athletic, as strong, and as sure of a tackler as Poopall. And he's going to be a well-rounded linebacker as long as he's at Arkansas. And. So I'm excited about him, and um, don't blame me at all for picking him to be your personal favorite. He would have been very high on my list also. Well, that's our Biggie Awards. Hey, another year, the Biggie Awards. Biggie Awards.
1: Do you think we can make this an annual tradition, Travis?
0: I think we should. Well, we've done it for – this is our second time. Yeah, so. the second, the second annual Biggie Awards. We've been doing this for two football seasons, so. Yeah. You know, hey, it sounds like an annual thing to me. We're
1: on to our third basketball season. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. That
1: is crazy. Yeah, so.
0: Well, a little more, uh, we got a little more football talk to talk about. Um, we're losing our tight end coach. Yeah. I doubt, there have been rumors, you know, first it was Art Bra- or uh, not Art, but. Kendall Brown's going to South Carolina and then uh, that never panned out. And so then all of a sudden Dow Loggins is now going to South Carolina. Uh, Dow um, South Carolina. There's some people that are excited about him and some people not so excited about him there. Uh, I think he's going to do good. I really do. Um, I thought, I thought, he was going to be there, parent at Arkansas. Uh, can't blame the guy for going ahead and taking a job, though. Once one comes up, um, and like it did, an uh, SEC school. But I think you know a lot of people dog his pro career, but you got to remember who he was working with. Okay, he had he was at the Jets. He was at Chicago. He was at Tennessee. But you got to remember, Taney Hill became a quarterback under him. You know, he helped Taney Hill become – and Taney Hill's still a starter in the league. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jay Cutler had his best years under Dow Loggins. Of course, Jay Cutler had Alton Jeffrey to throw to at that time. They haven't had a receiver since Alton Jeffrey. I don't even think they've had a receiver. They don't even line them up in Chicago anymore. They just leave those spots empty. (laughs) But, um, so I think, um, I think Dow's going to do good. But then the saddest thing to me, the saddest portal entry to me, Clint. Oh, I know. Later that day, Trey Knox. Yeah. A guy that we've been banging his drum on here. Um, Excited to see him play tight end. I thought his blocking regressed a little bit this year. He was not as true of a blocker as he was the year before. Um, but I still, we're going to miss him, man. I think we're going to miss him. I understand why, you know, the I believe the, the offensive coordinator that left went to Oklahoma from South Carolina. And uh-huh. he took their freshman stud tied in with him, and so uh, you know, Clint. That's something we may we're gonna see in football. That may be why they got Dow.
1: Well, you know, I don't. I don't think that's why they got Dow. I don't think they had signed Dow just to get. I think help them help. Well, it definitely doesn't hurt. But, um, but that, but that's modern football and transfer portal. I don't think any of the coaches we lost um, were, um, were were are concerning, if that makes any sense. Not nothing that happened to me is concerning, and I'll tell you I'll why.
0: Honestly, I was ready to see some new blood on defense.
1: No, and I know you were, um, but I think you know. But you look at Barry Odom went left for a head coaching gig. Mm. Barry Odom was not just going to walk right back into a Power Five gig. He just wasn't. He's going to have to find him a group of five school that won't. Especially take if
0: he's got the hundred something rated defense, in the right. next, or whatever it was. I don't know, but or past defense. Sorry.
1: Yeah, yeah. So even at that, I mean, I think he'd have probably had a better. He, his defense has obviously seemed better the last two years, but he's also he's respected defensive coach. Um, and he, and he wasn't a dumpster fired Mizzou. No, no. He wasn't great, but he wasn't, a, I consider a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, so he, um, um, but he, he got promoted. Dale Loggins got promoted. It's not like people are like leaving. And most the of r- the guys. R- the
0: r- rumor is that Shearer will leave the linebacker coach, we're going to, well, miss
1: there's a, but he would also be getting promoted. Like they're thinking he may go to UNLV as the D coordinator. Yeah. Um, you know, and he might, he might do it. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if Pittman could promote him to defensive coordinator and it'd be accepted and people would be happy about it.
0: No. Um, and of course there's rumors out there about different defensive coordinators, um, Really don't. Uh, there's some interesting names. We really, I don't think there's anyone that's. I, we still don't know yet on that. Um, but as this team gets ready for Kansas, um, you know, it's it's going where they're going to look different in the Liberty Bowl. They, they
1: were going down the list on draft size Sports on the way home about how Kansas has seven players in the portal. Mm. I don't think they've got anybody that's sitting out for, you know, going pro.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, which we do. We've got Stromberg, Sanders, Hazelwood out. And then we got two really big targets, you know, with uh, Knox and Knox and Keetron Jackson in the portal. I mean, it's, yeah. it, you know, it's, goes back to the discussion that we had last week was like, it was the point of the bowl games.
0: Yeah, man. I mean, just – Yeah. Well, um, kind of changed the subject a little bit. We had some sad news in basketball. Oh, man, yeah. Trevon Brazil out for the season. Man, you got to hate that. That guy was looking so good. He's so athletic. Just that stretch for – Stretch five type player, you know, could shoot outside, could could dunk like a beast. I mean, you know, he only played a few games. He's already got the dunk of the year. You know, I mean, that was just nasty, dude. I if you if you have Magic
1: Johnson tweeting out at your dunk, it,
0: yeah, it it's. Did you see there was some um, some NBA show where they showed it on TV to uh, Vince Carter? Oh wow, yeah! And Vince Carter's reaction was just like, "Oh, he couldn't speak, dude." Okay, first off,
1: this is totally off topic here, but we do that here. Yeah, how excited! And I know I'm not a neither one of us are big NBA fans. I I, I keep up with it a little bit, but not a lot. But remember, I don't know how old we were, but you remember when Vince Carter said, okay, I'll do the dunk contest and how excited you were. Yeah. there was like, oh. Because yeah, the dunk it's- cast had, had lost this luster from, you know, Dominique and Jordan. Yeah. And then with Vince Carter, you're like, okay, everybody's going to watch this one.
0: Man, I was a big Vince Carter fan. Oh, man, he could ball. Because I became a fan of his whenever I watched the McDonald's All-American dunk contest. And Kobe had just done that under the leg dunk. Um, And uh, I guess it was in a dunk contest when he was like a rookie or something. And he did it when Kobe did it. He did it. He ran from like halfway down the, like toward the locker rooms. Like he ran from off the court, you know, Mm -hmm. to, to be able to get enough, enough speed to do it. In that gym where they play the McDonald's All-American game, people are sitting up to the edge of the court. And so Vince Carter had to do it from inbounds is all the steps he got before he dunked it. And he went baseline and threw it under his leg and dunked it as a 17-year-old. And I was like, this guy's good. Yeah. And so I became no. I became a North Carolina fan because I followed him. Yeah. But So in, would, you
1: agree, would you agree with this statement? And I have not thought about this. Is Vince Carter the best in-game dunker of all time?
0: Um, in-game. Man, it, it's hard. Because you got Jordan. Because Jordan put some on. And you got Sean Kemp. And Sean Kemp didn't do fancy dunks. Yeah, but Sean Kemp about ripped the rim off every time he did it, and I think he got another woman pregnant every time he dunked. <laughs> Dude, so I know famously has kids on in every yeah. NBA city.
1: So I was watching a Sean Kemp uh, just talking on YouTube the other day, and he's telling a Larry Bird story. He said Larry Bird walks up to me and goes. You're the you're the you're the kid from Indiana that broke all my records, aren't you? He goes, yeah. He goes, I got something for you tonight. And then Bird said they said like Bird put 50 on him and called every shot. Yeah. And he's like,
0: he's like <laughs> that was the Larry Bird was so good. Yeah,
1: he's like, I mean, I just can't imagine being that good. Like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do, I'm gonna run in a circle, cross with my right hand, hit it off the backboard, and you're not gonna touch me. Yeah. And then he would do it.
0: Well, what what Larry one time played the whole game left-handed. Probably. Yeah. And still scored like 20 something points or something. Anyway. Um back to Brazil. Um you know, you and it, it was interesting last week, you know, an Oklahoma game. You're wondering how the team's going to respond. You knew no one was gonna take away, take his place totally. But you had Walsh that you needed to get to step up. You had um Graham. Uh, yeah, Graham. You have uh, you know, the the um Makai, you know, the twins. Mm-hmm. You know, you you need them to step up in the post. You need Graham to step up, you need Walsh to step up. And man, and Walsh came out and immediately, stepped up and did his thing. The twins get better and better down low, Makai especially. I mean, they're they're just. Um, that's the thing. The team's so deep.
1: It's so deep, and you say this about every one of Eric Musselman's teams. They get better as the year goes on. Yeah, it goes. But you know what? That wasn't even you know, and it stinks about Brazil. Basketball team looking amazing, but that wasn't the biggest basketball story of the week.
0: What's that? Oh, Chris Beard. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's a sad deal. Of course, we're we're just kind of hearing one side of the story. Beard says there's another side of the story. Um, You know, his lawyers have – but from what I understand – they uh did you hear this that they officially uh let him go?
1: Have not heard that. I, I know he's suspended right now. Um and they may have let him go. I haven't heard it.
0: A buddy of mine just uh texted me earlier said uh said Beard is getting fired. I don't know if that's true.
1: No. Um, so once again, our source is some guy. Some guy, yeah. So, so take that as you will. But um, I know I, I don't see anything on ESPN's uh, first page, no. which is usually. Would uh, you figure something like that would be on there? And, and who? And whatever the truth is and whatever the right thing to happen is, I hope that's what happens because we don't we don't know. We weren't there.
0: Yeah. You hate that for a guy, you know, sort of young, you know, he's he's not that young, but he's pretty young, talented coach, you know, like we've talked about, you know, Yeah. We had Trey down
1: here. who's a great friend of his. And, and so I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I ain't going to text him and pry. Um, but I, I hope, um, I hope whatever the right thing to happen is happened, but you know, it, a lot of stuff gets tried in the court of public opinion nowadays. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, and so hopefully, whatever the truth is, will prevail. Yeah, but it, yeah. It, it's it, it's crazy. It just it's been a weird week. It's like a weird day of coaching news because they both kind of broke on the same day. Yeah, where, where Leach had that ep- the episode that ended up you know leading to his eventual uh, passing, yeah. and then Chris Beard. It was just kind of like man. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's like, you know, and everybody loves Michael Leach now. Like, everybody's like, they they love his quirkiness. Mississippi State's the same it's perfect spot for him. So it was just. Well,
0: and, and I think a lot of people are like me. They had a lot of respect for him. They loved, you know, I love listening to his press conferences. I mean, I I listened to some of his press conferences. I probably listened to post game press conferences or watched them on YouTube of him yeah. five or six times this year, you know. And, I don't do that for any other coach besides Arkansas coaches.
1: Right.
0: I mean, I'll listen to the coach we play each week. You know, I'll, I'll, a lot of times I'll listen to what they say about our team, you know, about the Razorbacks and stuff to kind of get their perspective on players and people like that. But, I mean, I, I like leeches. I love, you know, that uh, – what was that one uh, – was he at Washington and that reporter asked him about marriage? And he said, get a elope.
1: Yeah, you know, that was this year. That was that was Alyssa Lange asking that.
0: Yeah.
1: Also, I loved it before the game. They were doing like SEC, and he's drinking his coffee. Goes, some people put cream and sugar and all that crap in it. Just drink it straight. Enjoy the bitter taste. Yeah. <laughs> I just enjoy the bitter taste.
0: Well, and I I enjoyed um. You know, David Basil talked about him on the on the, their morning show, the Morning Mayhem, the other day you know, he had him into the touchdown club a few years ago. And uh, he said, they got, they got, he picked him up from his plane and he got in kind of late. And he said, he's you know, I haven't had anything to eat. Is there anywhere we can get something to eat? He said, well, coach, the only things open is Waffle House. He said, sounds great to me. Let's go there. And so they went to Waffle House. And he said that, uh, he said, he just kept asking David questions about his life and things and, David told him about working with Jennings Osborne and about uh, like time he spent around Bill Clinton. And he said, Leach just asked him all kinds of questions about what it was like, what Clinton was like, what it was like being around him. Yeah. He said he's just an inquisitive guy. He just liked to hear, you know, he just liked to learn, you know? Uh-huh. And so I thought, I, that- think,
1: I think he liked getting off, you know, and I was, I was there thinking, on the podcast, I think you like getting off on these on these tendons, tangents and talk about weird things, because if you think about like all the SEC coaches, if I told you, okay, you're gonna have to sit down and have a conversation with one of these guys, it can't be Sam Pittman because we're gonna coreless him. Yeah. So, and you're not allowed to talk football.
0: Oh, it'd been Leach and Heartbeat. It
1: would have been Leach. Like you're gonna talk football. Like okay, I'm talking to Saban. But it's like
0: I think I still would have. I think I still would have talked to Leach. Because I don't think Saban's going to tell you anything. No. You know what I mean? I think but, Saban's, Saban's going to be afraid you're going to go be a coach, decide to be a coach, and steal some of his wins. Yeah. So he's not going to talk. He, he may talk ball with you. Yeah. He's just going to tell some stories. He's not going to – Leach, I think, would sit, talk about anything.
1: Leach would be like, here's my playbook. Yeah. Let me tell you why I think this will work.
0: One of my favorite stories that came out, uh, I saw someone posted it. Um, when he was offensive coordinator at Oklahoma, they were playing um, Texas. And he, uh, he left one of their – a fake – a script, like their first 15 plays. He left a fake version of it on the field after warm-ups in a Texas – uh, a Texas, like GA or somebody, found it and gave it to their defensive coordinator. And their defensive coordinator was looking at it and calling his defenses according to that script. And it was a fake script; they ran totally different plays. <laughs> and Leach planted it, like, and it, they didn't find out till years later, because um, because I think that guy from Texas told the story about finding it. And Leach was like, "Yeah, I planted that." He said, "I didn't tell Stoops I was going to do it, but I, I planted a fake." He said, "I I thought I'd try that and see if it worked, <laughs> and it did because they beat them like seventeen to nothing or something like that, like, or I don't know what the score was, but anyway, it, they beat them. But uh, anyway, just man, yeah, we could probably sit and talk Leach all day, but uh, but Clint, you got." You Getting ready for Christmas?
1: Uh man, I'm pretty much done. I think I think my mom is the only one I got left. You can tell her from the south because I have a mom all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I think she's the only one I got left to buy for. Everybody else is done. Yeah. I'm sure I got some stocking stuffers to get, but I mean, it's for the most part. I'm I'm
0: i completely done. Well, your stocking stuffers all uh uh, Big C, Bigger T podcast keychains, right? Yeah,
1: that's it. keychain stickers, keychains, yeah. maybe throw a T-shirt in there.
0: That's right, yeah.
1: Like, hey, because what, hey, and guys, just what, and in, inbox in the mirror Travis, is the one, what makes a better Christmas gift than a Big C, Bigger T T-shirt?
0: That's right.
1: I'll throw in a sticker. I'll throw in two stickers. That's right. 20 if you meet me, 25
0: shipped. That's right. So if you'd like a T-shirt, we still got some to sell. Yeah. Buy them up. Buy them up. Um, and you know for- what everybody needs to do, Travis? What's that? They need to like, share, subscribe. They do need to like, share, Hold up, Like, share. Where all can you find us, Travis? Man, everywhere. We're everywhere. We're like... Not- I- TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, uh, Google, Amazon, Spotify. Now, Spotify, you got to kind of deep dive to find us. I don't... I know because I had a buddy, and you got to
1: like look us up,
0: and then scroll all the way to the right. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta understand Spotify better. I don't know. I don't use Spotify very much. Most people that are listening to us or listen to us on Apple, I think, but some of them are subscribed to Podbean. You can go to Podbean and subscribe, and uh, and get us there. You can. Uh, we're on Stitcher. We're on uh, all kinds of stuff. What's man. Stitcher. I don't know. But we're on it, okay? Yeah, I'm everywhere. Whatever, we're everywhere, man. Everywhere, we're everywhere. everywhere, man. I've
1: been everywhere, where, man. All right,
0: Clint. Here, here's a here's a question for you. I don't know where I don't know we're ready. All right, go. What is one of your favorite uh, song lyrics, song lines?
1: Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. <laughs> walking home from her house
0: Christmas Eve. <laughs> you, you
1: might go. say there's no such thing as Santa, but as for me and grandpa. Uh, so you went straight Christmas on us. Though. I went I heard it playing in the background early, earlier. So I was like, hit him with a little grandma got ran over by a reindeer.
0: Well, I was telling you off there, um. I got satellite radio and I was listening to total eclipse of the heart this afternoon. And, uh, and you know, I, I've heard that song a million times. I love that song, but, uh, that one, the line that I just, I don't guess it ever really clicked with me, but it's such a good line. She says, uh, I'm always in the dark, uh, living in a powder keg and, and, uh, sending out sparks, something like that. That's just a good line. It's one of those that makes you think. By
1: the way, if someone had told you, someone would have told you thirty years ago, you're 16, you're just driving. Yeah. What's sad is that I literally just realized that was 30 years ago. That was yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm like an old person to me back then.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: From being 16 yeah. again. Yeah. But anyway, if they told you like, look, there's free radio or you can pay whatever it is you pay, you'll be paying paying for radio. You can get it for free, but you're going to pay for it
0: because you can get it with no commercials. Oh, man, I'm going to listen to these mixed tapes Yeah, the rest of my life. These cassettes. I'm going to be making these mixed cassettes that I'm recording songs off Power 92 Jams so I can listen to them. In my truck.
1: Travis, did you ever make a girl a mixtape?
0: Um, Probably, yeah. I probably did, too. Yeah, but it's probably... I don't remember,
1: but I won't put it past me.
0: I I, I, I probably did, because I was big in the mixtape thing. Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would sit and listen to the radio and catch songs on the radio and record them. And then I would uh, also, you know, CDs, record them off of CDs on the... Yeah, so... I was probably cheesy enough to do that. It never worked for me. It's kind of obvious, yeah. but you know, they're their loss. Their loss. That's right. We all keep in mind.
1: Travis is on farmers only. Ladies, are you going to inbox me and I'll get the message right to him?
0: Yeah. Well, folks, uh, as Christmas is getting ready, hope you uh, have a holly jolly one, and um, you getting ready for time with your family, all that good stuff. We're gonna keep pushing these things out here. So uh we'll be around around Christmas and New Year's and all that kind of stuff. So uh like and share as we said earlier. Thank you for listening to the Biggie. Hope you enjoyed it. God bless. Peace out. Sweet!
1: Harvest hurt, kingdom come. Sweat work, filthy dirt. Harvest hurt, kingdom come. Listen, that's why I sweat when I work. My hands get filthy down in this dirt. Won't see no water
0: 'til I hurt. Crying, your kingdom come. Listen up in the morning um, I bow my head to
1: pray um, Mama told me if I don't um, ain't nothing gonna change um,
0: These prayers breaking up hard drives um, so I can the sea. Um, and I'm afraid of no exit pain Lord, um, I gotta follow his lead That's why I swear when I work my hands get filled and down and this dirt won't see no one